This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello and welcome to Brewcast for Amazing Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Luke Yardy here along with Scotty White with you. It is Wednesday, March 8th as uh, we are coming to you on Thursday, March 9th. And depending on when you're listening, hopefully it's uh, before noon because that's when Michigan is kicking off their Big Ten tournament against Rutgers. Uh, if it's after, well, this podcast might be after the game's done and you're either very happy or very sad with the outcome. So, Scotty White, how you doing here today, my man? I'm doing well. Uh, it's been it's been fun. Today Today kind of feels like the first day that, that March really gets going. Um, and... I was able to watch the ending of that Syracuse Wake Forest game. Got a, awesome game. Yeah, I, I, not quite a buzzer beater, but you know, point two seconds left of three. Just a great start to March. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been fun watching basketball all day. Yeah, man. It their championship week is severely underrated. I feel like right, <laughs> like everyone's waiting for next week, but man, championship week is so much fun dude like uh, i i do miss the the old big east tournament back in like 2011 you know it, it, it's kicked off i think like wednesday went all the way through saturday just games all day every day we always got classics like kemba beating pit and the uh the yukon syracuse like six overtime game with johnny flynn and those guys man but uh big 10 tournaments it, it's pretty damn close to what we got couple of games here today four games tomorrow four games friday two games Saturday and the championship game Sunday, man, the big 10 tournament is an absolute blast. It is dude. I, I love conference tournament week. I mean, starting yesterday, the ACC tournament got going at noon. Excuse me. Um, I mean, Tuesday through Sunday, just basketball starting at noon all the way through the end of the night. I mean, it, it really does not get much better than that. And I mean, then this first big 10 tournament game, uh, we're, we're recording right after, Ohio State Wisconsin finished up and I mean that was a that was a great finish too. I mean you just know that this is going to be a, a chaotic tournament here in the Big 10. So real quick man, I mean speaking of that, for those listening today, Ohio State moving on to play Iowa Wisconsin, dude, did they play their way out of the tournament tonight? I think they did. I don't think they're going to be in after that, dude. I yeah, I I mean honestly, it 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 was a brutal stretch for them. It was. Uh down down the uh, final end of the season here, man. I mean, you take a look at it. They're like number 72 Ken Palm. They're in the seventies in the net, but they just lost three of their last four, four of their last six. And, you know, got the nice win at home against Minnesota, but then your only other victory was against, or I mean, a uh, uh, home against Iowa, excuse me. And then your only other victory was on the road against Minnesota. Like they may have just played their way out with a loss to Ohio state in the opening round of the big 10 tournament. Yeah, honestly, for them, I was looking at one win probably would have gotten them into the first four. Um, but yeah, I think with that loss, I I don't think Wisconsin's going to make it. Um, and for Michigan, I mean, that's that's another bubble team that I think is 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 off the bubble. I don't think they're going to be in, so could end up helping us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, 
Uh, Michigan could have helped themselves, uh, first yeah. and foremost, dude. I mean, we take a look back at it, dude. Just a couple of soul-crushing losses uh, to Illinois and Indiana. Uh, Illinois, you know, Michigan, to, to their credit, made a nice comeback at, at the end of the regulation, even send that thing in overtime. But, man, a seven-point lead with about a minute 40 to go to blow that and losing double overtime, just absolutely crushing. And, and then you go on the road to Indiana, you're up 10 in the second half. Just, again, can't score late, right? Goes into overtime, uh, whatever the hell, you know, they they drew up there in, in that situation late. Kobe Bufkin not even taking the shot from half court, trying to pass it off. Just, just uh, I mean, just add a couple, two there. Uh, the Wisconsin loss, the other Indiana loss, the Virginia loss, the North Carolina, Kentucky losses, the Central Michigan loss. Like, this is just a full-on season of what-ifs, man. Dude, yeah, it really has. I mean, those last two games, we've been we've been talking about those painful, blown games all year long, and we managed to get the two worst ones right there at the end. I mean, I mean the even after even after Illinois, just just winning one of those games. You know, we talked about that last week. Winning one of those games was the goal. I mean, winning both would have been would have been huge. Michigan would be in the tournament if they had won both. Um, regardless of what happens this week in Chicago. And, yeah, I mean, that's the second game with under two minutes to go that Michigan's blown a seven-point lead this year. I mean, those that, that can't happen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, even after the Illinois game, um, Michigan still has an opportunity to get the two-seed in the Big Ten tournament with that win against Indiana. And, yeah, I mean, the last play in overtime – was was bad i don't know what buffkin saw it didn't look like hunter was open and also yes hunter hit the buzzer beater against wisconsin but he, you know i don't think that he is really meant to be the guy taking the long three-point buzzer beater shots um so i don't know what happened there but it was more it was more for me the three three this happened three times the last two games the end of regulation against illinois the end of overtime against illinois the first one I guess it happened. I guess it happened four if you count going for the tie at the end of second overtime against Illinois. Um, but they were three where Michigan had the ball at the end for the last shot and just just could not get one to go. And the, the, the I don't know what the play was at the end of the Indiana game in regulation. It was tied. Michigan had the ball and and Jet Howard just dribbled it around uh, at the top of the key. They didn't need a three just dribbled it around for about 10 seconds. Then they started scrambling. He last second throws it to Hunter and Hunter has to immediately throw it up. Not even a chance. I, I mean, I have no idea what, what the play call could have been in that situation. Cause I mean, if that was it out of a timeout, like that is disastrous, man. I mean, end of game situations have been tough. (laughs) I I will say though, the, the, the Joey Baker look though, uh, with the Illinois game, right. That, I mean, it was a perfect look. Yep. Juwan Juwan called something beautiful there, um, and and Joey Baker, you know, he gets he gets some trash on Twitter, um, you know, because he he was brought here to make threes, and he's had his moments, you know, he's been really good at times, um, but yeah, I mean that one was a bummer because that was a really good play, and ultimately just wasn't a good shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and taking a look back, it's kind of crazy to think about this. So their last four losses, right, uh, home to Indiana, at Wisconsin, at Illinois, at Indiana, they are in the last four losses in regulation minus six in those four games combined in regulation. Wow. 
that's, I mean, it's just, uh, it shoulda, coulda, woulda, right? Like at the yeah. end of the day, if Michigan doesn't make the the NCAA tournament, it's it's not because they got screwed. It's you know it's it's not because they got jobbed or anything like that. Like they had their chances to play their way into the tournament, and they simply haven't been able to do it. Yeah, I mean the chances have been there, and Michigan just hasn't been able to make the plays. Um, but at the same time, that that those kind of what ifs. It's it's very similar to last season when Michigan got into the tournament. It's it doesn't matter, you know, what the seed is. Like, you know, it's not it's not one of those, oh, you know, it's it's an okay year, but you know, we can't compete with the really good teams. Uh, we're just happy to be in the tournament. It's similar to last year where it's like, just get in, because Michigan's shown that they can win games against really good teams. They just haven't been able to finish if they can just get that monkey off their back. They really obviously like I'm 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 biased, but I, I think that Michigan is good enough to make a run. We, we we look at these games and those all the ones that you just mentioned, if Michigan could have found a way to close all those out, they'd be Big Ten champions probably looking at a three or four seed in the tournament. Well, I think um, what, it is a talented team. Yeah, and I think this is this is a really good point, Scotty, and something that I wanted to get into here a little bit as we take a look at the the Big Ten tournament. Like Michigan is is one of those teams that is probably going to play you very good. It, it's a team that no one probably wants to necessarily see given the way that they're playing down the stretch. Not that I'm not even saying Michigan's going to beat Rutgers, you know, but, but you're going to have a, you're going to have to battle to beat Michigan. It's, it's probably going to be late in the second half before we know the outcome of the game, whether against it's, it's against Purdue or anyone in the tournament, you know, like you, you probably think uh, one team, you know, like Maryland, they, they're going to get Minnesota, Nebraska, you know, even Indiana, the winner of any of those three teams. Indiana is probably going to be a heavy favorite. I think anyone can win this tournament, but ultimately, like like Michigan is the one team that you probably just don't want to see because you know how talented they are. Now, you do know if it gets if you're close late, you got a really good chance of pulling out the win. So there is that factor. But I like for Purdue. Who would they rather see, Rutgers or Michigan? I, I'm guessing it is a no-brainer. Matt Painter would never admit it. Purdue probably feels confident against both teams. But if he got to choose, who, which team do you think he's taking? He's definitely picking Rutgers. Right, right, exactly. And the the cool thing about this tournament, man, is I think it is anyone's tournament. I, I think Purdue has been at times vulnerable, as has obviously Indiana. Northwestern is the two-seed. They've been very vulnerable down the stretch. Um, Purdue's the favorite, rightfully so, but I think I think any single team, you know, other than Wisconsin, as of recording this podcast, can win this tournament. Yeah, seriously. I mean, there have been a lot of years where this thing is pretty wide open, um, but I, I've never seen it like this, especially because two of the hottest teams in the conference right now are Nebraska and Ohio State, which are the 11 and 12 seats. Like, I think Nebraska went five and one in February and Ohio state's now won three games in a row. Um, you know, Wisconsin battled back to make things close at the end of that one, but Ohio state was up by 21 and I didn't watch the whole thing. I saw it was 21. I don't know if it was even more, uh, but really said, I mean, uh, the, the broadcast play. said they, they fought back from 27 down. So, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, I mean, Ohio state's playing good bat. I, like, Ohio State and Nebraska are playing great basketball. I, I I genuinely think that anybody in the remaining field except for Minnesota can make a run and, and win this whole thing. That's just how weird this conference has been this year. Yeah, it it certainly has been, man. But that but that's what makes this tournament so fun, man. Like I mm -hmm. said, it reminds me of those Big East tournaments, you know. Yeah. And tomorrow's going to be an incredible 
incredible day kicking off with uh, Michigan Rutgers uh, tomorrow at noon. Taking a look at this matchup, uh, obviously Michigan won the the last time out back on the 23rd. And actually, uh, one of Michigan's most impressive wins of the year. That was the win that we were like, hey, look out for this team down the stretch, right? Uh, 13-point yeah. victory in the rack where Rutgers has been really freaking good, man. And then not able, you know, going one and two down the stretch following that game. Uh, but Michigan pretty much dominated that game throughout. Uh, Rutgers started the, the game good. They started the game hot. Um, and then, but once Michigan came back and took the lead, it was pretty much over from there. I, I mean, you take a look at it. Michigan obviously has a, a distinct advantage on one side of the ball, and that's generally when Rutgers has the ball. Uh, the Scarlet Knights, they're just not that good offensively, right? 173rd in offensive efficiency per Ken Palm. Michigan's just outside the top 50 uh, in defense. Now, Rutgers' defense is the is going to be the key tomorrow, obviously. Can Michigan score on that defense? Can they limit transition opportunities for Rutgers? That's going to be ultimately the key to this game, and that's exactly what Michigan was able to do. They were able to play incredibly good defense, able to score enough in the half court and you know Rutgers they they just don't shoot the ball well they're they're gonna rely on getting out in transition they have to work so incredibly hard for anything in the half court offensively um so Michigan on a neutral court uh, I think has, certainly has a distinct advantage there but I don't know man sometimes we also see the Wolverines kind of sleepwalk through uh in in not these games in particular but Games away from from Chrysler against good defense. Like I mean, you think back to the game in East Lansing, and that team they they just couldn't do anything offensively against Michigan State. You know, and, and I'm a little bit worried that this kind of has a similar feel to that one tomorrow. Yeah, no, genuinely, I have I have no idea what to what to expect in this one. Um, I can obviously see it going either way with the type of performances and the type of seasons both these teams have. But I mean, I'm I, I do like Michigan's chances. I mean, seeing how Rutgers has played down the stretch. I mean, they're, they're limping into this game. Um, they, they, they finished the season three and six in their last nine games. Um, so they're struggling. And yeah, I mean, the te- the two teams just played a couple weeks ago at Rutgers, Michigan held them to 45 points. Um, and that was after going down what 13 to three to start the game. Michigan didn't yeah. score for the first 10 minutes, basically. Um, so yeah, I mean, Seeing that game and just see, I, I watched the Rutgers Northwestern game um, a few days ago. They they are not playing their best basketball of the season right now. That's for sure. Um, and Michigan's got to take advantage. You know, don't don't give them stupid fouls and stupid turnovers. You know, don't keep them in the game. They struggle to score. Make it hard on them. Um, and and if Michigan can really put the clamps on like they did at, at Rutgers, um, I, I think Michigan really is a much better team and can run away with this. Um, but like I said, the way the season's been for both of these teams, I really just don't know what to expect. I, I do kind of like the approach that Michigan's taken. And, you know, first and foremost, hoping to get that sour taste of the Indiana game out of their mouth from last year in the right. Big Ten tournament. Yeah. Um. But but I, I, I like that they are, they're talking about it. Phil Martelli, uh, he said it on Michigan Insider. He said, quote, it's bigger than just a first-round game of the Big Ten tournament. Everybody knows that. We don't have to talk around it. The loser of this game is out, end quote. They know the season is on the line when they hit the floor tomorrow. Like, that's that's it. You know, it, it's do-or-die time. It, it's like high school basketball, um, you know, in the in the MHSAA tournament, right? You, you get into the districts there, and doesn't matter what your record is anymore right now between these two teams. It's do-or-die. You either win and move on or your season's done and you're praying for an NIT bed, you know? So I, right. I do love that Michigan is talking about it. They're probably talking about it in the locker room and saying, look, our season's on the line. We got to go get this one. 
Yeah, no, I mean, that is the right approach to make. And and yeah, Rutgers, the way that they've closed out the season, it was looking like they were, were going to be a lock. But no matter what, they're, they're going to be sweating out Selection Sunday. Um, yeah, and if they don't win that game tomorrow, they might they might play their way out just like Wisconsin did. Um, but yeah, I mean, we've been saying for the past couple weeks, you know, kind of starting with that home game against Indiana, like we have to win this game. Um, the home or the when the road game against Wisconsin, we have to win this game. The Illinois and Indiana game, we have to win this game. But I mean, here we are. Michigan still has a chance to get in. Don't necessarily need to win the Big Ten tournament. But now it is truly must win time. It does. It never. It never truly gets down to must win time until the conference tournament. But now we're here. And um, yeah, I mean, Michigan needs at, at least two, maybe three. What do you think? You think they get in with a win against Purdue and Rutgers? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well, I do want to talk about that, but before we do, I want to let you know that support for Brewcast is thanks to our friends at Manscaped who now sell beard products. That's right, revolutionizing once again men's grooming with the brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit from a Beard trim to a fresh shave. The technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape that signature beard look. You get that beautiful cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel. Gives you 20 hair cutting lengths with one guard. No more messy drawers, right? We hate all the guards uh, in our drawers. It's waterproof. You can shave in the shower. Uh, save yourself a little time. That's, you know, that's manscaped thinking right there, right? Because, uh, fellas, am I right? We're, we're great at multitasking. Um, also, titanium-coated T-blade, tough on hair, smooth on your face. You get the beard shampoo and conditioner, beard oil, beard balm. All comes in one pro kit. We're going to get you 20% off and free shipping. All you have to do is get to manscaped.com and insert promo code MNB20. That's MNB20 for 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. So let's take a look at it here. Uh, Scotty White, 17 and 14 overall are the Wolverines. Three and seven on the road, two and three in neutral courts, 12 and four at home. They are 311 in quad one games, five and two in quad two games, five and oh in quad three games, and four and one in quad four. That loss to Central Michigan looming very large as we get down to the nitty gritty when the, the margins are razor thin. And man, it is tough. So I, I think Wisconsin potentially played their way out here tonight. I think that Michigan, like if it came down to Michigan, Wisconsin, if Michigan gets the win against Rutgers, and those are the last two teams that the committee is debating, I think Michigan gets the edge with a win against Rutgers. There's a lot of other teams uh, on the line here, you know, and, and I don't necessarily, you know, whatever. Joe, Joe Lenardi's got Michigan as the ne the first team in the next four out, eh, you know, whatever. Because last year, I think Lenardi had Michigan as one of the very last teams in. They weren't even in the first freaking four, you know. So, but I, I don't like that Michigan is outside the top 50 in net. That really hurts. Um, they are number 38. They're up to number 38, Ken Palm. Uh, certainly helps a little bit. Probably jump in a tad with a win over Rutgers. I'd say Michigan is with a win against Rutgers and a loss to Purdue. 
I think Michigan is, oof, you know, like just praying to see themselves playing in the first four uh, in the tournament. I think you have an outside chance of that. A win against Rutgers and Purdue, I honestly think Michigan probably locks up a spot. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm with you there. And, you know, I was really hoping that Michigan would get a draw that didn't have the Wolverines playing Purdue in the second round. But at the end of the day, that's the best opportunity for a win. And Michigan just has to win one game to get that opportunity. So, honestly, I think at the end of the day, it might just help um, after losing those games to Illinois and Indiana. Michigan needs a really good win. Uh, and they're going to have that chance. And, and Purdue's another one of those teams, like you mentioned a little bit earlier, they, they, you know, they haven't played as well down the stretch as they were at the beginning of the season. Um, and, you know, we've seen, we've seen an eight seed Michigan team do some damage in the tournament, you know, 2016 Cam Chapman buzzer beater against one. Hell yeah. And that booked Michigan's ticket to the tournament. Um, and then Michigan obviously won it as, as an eight seed uh, during the plane crash year. So Michigan's been a, a one seed killer as the eight seed in the big 10 tournament. Um, yeah, to be honest with you, if Michigan beats Rutgers and loses to Purdue, I don't, I don't think they get it. Um, they would need a ton of help. Um, and another, another bubble team, by the way, just an update, North Carolina, another team kind of hovering around the last four in projections. They won their first tournament game today against Boston college. Um, so yeah, definitely check out our, our amazing brew rooting guides to see all all the bubble teams and. And uh, check out who you should be rooting for because, yeah, I mean, if Michigan doesn't beat Purdue, they're definitely going to need some help. Yeah, you're not kidding there. But got to get the first one, right? Like, Mm -hmm. that's it. You know the season's over if Michigan doesn't get it. I definitely don't agree with – so I think it was like Josh Rothstein uh, and and a couple other guys were talking about, oh, you know, the the, the close losses to Indiana and Illinois uh, means that they should – I didn't really understand the logic of that. I don't know if you did. Uh, yeah, they yeah. they pretty much made the case for Michigan to get in based on the overtime losses. Like it's not really how this thing works, you know. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it reminded me a lot of you know when Alabama goes ten and two in football and people yeah, are like, yeah, oh, yeah. It's like it's Alabama like oh, but who would be favored on exactly. a you know neutral field? Like it's not oh they're really good, but then they should have won that game. Like you you have to win the games, and it and it's about who is more deserving. You know, there there are teams that you can't leave out over Michigan at this point just because Michigan should have won some games. They didn't Uh, at this point, Michigan doesn't deserve to get in, but you know, there's still some chances to get some wins that make it. So they will. Like from an advanced metric standpoint, I'd understand if you just kind of take a look at regulation, you know, but, but you can't do that if you're a selection committee, right? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, the, at the end of the day, Michigan is good enough to play in the NCAA tournament. They're good enough. Yeah, to win but they the but they just haven't won the games necessary exactly. to to right. earn themselves a bid, right? Exactly. They are good enough to play, but they yeah. Don't so this quite this is kind of this is kind of like the old. It's it's almost is like the the college football playoff, right? Well, is it four best or is it the the four most deserving? And yeah. and it's always generally a bit of both, right? But. I, I mean, for here, do I think Michigan is is one of the top what thirty four at large teams in the country? Probably, I think they're they're right around there uh, towards the end. They're probably in the the low twenties, the high thirties. Uh, you know, given given their talent, given the way that they've played a lot of really good teams and been close. Yes, I think they're they're one of the best. I mean, Ken Palm's got them at number thirty eight. You know, um, and and that's you know, there's going to be a lot of teams ahead of them that are going to win their conference tournament and get automatic bids. So, uh, I think that 
I, I personally think, that especially the way Michigan's been playing, I think they've been like the the tenth or twelfth best team uh, for Ken Palm or Torvik uh, for uh, the the month of February. You know, down the stretch of the season, I think they're definitely one one of the best. You know, uh, for number standpoint, one of the best. You know, uh, thirty to to thirty four at large teams in the country, but ultimately they haven't really earned a damn thing. Yeah, no. Um, but I, I will say this, they, they haven't earned it. They don't quite deserve it yet, but if but they have an opportunity, was, exactly. And if they do make it to the tournament, let's say they're an 11 seed. I guarantee you, there is not a six seed out there. That's going to want to draw Michigan. I no, guarantee you you're that. not kidding there. <laughs> um, and it's, it's also, you know, something to note too, for Michigan going in to the tournament is, you kind of have to think about the seeds like as a as a reverse compared to when you're a really good team. Um, I, I probably doesn't make sense yet, but I will explain. If Michigan, let's say Michigan's an 11 seed, they're playing a six seed in the first round, but then it's a three seed in the second round. Whereas you know the higher the better seed you get, better team you're playing in the second round. Obviously, first things first, you got to think about the team that you're playing in the first round. But that's always something I think about in these years where, where Michigan's, you know, kind of on the bubble and buying for an 11 or 10 seed. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, well, they got the eight seed in the big 10 tournament. So that means they get number one uh, in game two, if they win, but taking a look at the, uh, the rest of it here, the the big 10 tournament is just so fascinating here this year, man, because it is so wide open. What, what do you see kind of like, how do you envision this whole thing playing out? Yeah, dude, I've I've looked at the bracket so many times, and uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is this this small bracket might be harder to pr- predict than the entire NCAA tournament bracket this year. Um, but to be honest with you, I, and and like I said earlier, I'm biased, but I I really think Michigan finds a way and gets it done and gets to Saturday. Um, and, wow. I, and I think. I, I do, I do. I think that I think that Michigan, they're they're good. They've always been good at finding a way. Like I said, as a, as the eight seed in the Big Ten tournament too, I think Michigan gets done. They beat Rutgers. They beat Purdue. They get to Saturday, um, and yeah, I mean, dude, that I it hurts my head to look at that bottom half of the bracket. I genuinely don't. I it's 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 impossible to predict. I I like Illinois to get out of there. I don't think that Indiana's playing as well as you know they had their little they had their stretch. You know, they got that road win against Purdue. Um, that was obviously a massive win. Um, I'm not sold on Northwestern. I think I think that they're going to go down in their first game. Um, and, and I think Michigan's going to play Michigan State in the semis on Saturday. Um, and I, I've got, unfortunately, Michigan State taking down Illinois in the championship is my prediction. Yeah, I for me, unfortunately, I don't see Michigan getting past Purdue. I think they beat Rutgers. I think they lose a, a tight one to Purdue. I just I haven't seen enough for Michigan to be able to close out those kind of games. Yeah. So I, I got Purdue moving on. I've got Iowa winning. I do have Michigan State going up uh, against Purdue. I've got Illinois beating Penn State. I'll call. I, I think I got Nebraska beating Minnesota. You know, as I haven't even seen if that game started as we're recording. It's about nine thirty. Uh, here on Wednesday night, Maryland uh, winning that one. So I've got Purdue, Michigan State in the semifinal. I've got Illinois taking on Indiana uh, in the other semifinal. I think Indiana has enough to get it done to go to the Big Ten championship game. I don't think Michigan State, unfortunately for them, has the size. Their their guards are playing spectacular. They're shooting the ball incredibly well. Uh, but j- just the theme 
it has been Zach Eady having his way with Michigan State. They don't have the the big man depth, and they would probably have to shoot. They'd probably have to make 13 or 14 threes to have a chance in that game, and it's capable for Michigan State, no question, but I think it's a good run to the semifinals. I think we get Purdue-Indiana, man. Why wouldn't we, you know? And ultimately, I actually, uh, strangely enough, I, th- I think I do got Indiana winning the Big Ten Championship once again here this year. Yeah, I mean, th- those are some good picks. Definitely could see it happening. Um, and also, I forgot to note, I do have some upsets. I think the Ohio State and Nebraska both make it to at least Friday. At least okay. Friday. All yeah. right. They're playing well right now. And I, uh, I can see Ohio State to... winning that Iowa game with the way Iowa plays defense, legitimately. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm calling it now, man, both of them. They're making a little run. Okay, yeah. Uh, Nebraska, hey, you, you like the Cornhuskers? They've been playing all right down the stretch. They, they have, man. I've, I've watched their last few games, and they, they're they looking inspired right now. They're playing. They got a winning record now. Um, yeah, I, I, well, yeah, take a look at it, dude. They won, what, five of their last six? Yeah, they think and, they, and they had a huge lead on Michigan State in the first half of their only loss. Yeah, they choked that. They choked that. I think I think that they're you know get them on a neutral site too. They're not having any road battles. I think I think they've got a I think they got a shot to pull some upsets. Yeah, man, that that Tominga kid, man. Oh, he's he is he's entertaining. I'll say that. He definitely is, dude. He's good. Oh man, so gonna be a great week, man. Love championship week. Love the Big Ten tournament. Uh, very excited. Uh, about it all and we're going to be talking obviously we're going to be recapping it uh, on next week's show and uh we'll, we'll be seeing we'll next week's show actually so we're going to have uh we're going to do a selection sunday pod a little something uh special uh coming up on sunday and talking about whether michigan made it or not and kind of breaking down that whole ordeal and then uh back next week on brewcast we're going to be uh you know recapping what happened to the big 10 tournament taking a look at the ncaa tournament or maybe even the uh nit we'll see what happens here this week uh little reminder little housekeeping i uh, want to give you a reminder that right now we are still an sb nation podcast uh but we will be transitioning our podcast to the fan first sports network so if you're subscribed you're not going to have to go out of your way to resubscribe for our podcast the feed's coming with us all subscribers won't have to do anything. We're just letting you know uh, we're switching it up. We're going to be part of the FFSN under the new name, the Block M Podcast Network. Uh, we're going to be still plugging the articles on the Maze and Bruce site every uh, now and again. We're just not going to be under the umbrella of podcasts anymore. If you're curious what FFSN is, it's a team of podcasters formerly from SB Nation Podcasts who are all discontinued under the SB Nation platform due to cost-saving efforts on their part. Uh, and, you know, at first it was gut punch, but now got an exciting new opportunity. Make sure to follow their uh, account on Twitter. And, of course, all of us at the Block M Podcast Network are eager to get started, in, and we're going to be having a whole lot of fun with that. So just giving you a heads up what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Before we go, though, Scotty Way, where can we find you on social media, my man? You guys can give me a follow on Twitter at Scotty White underscore. Um, we'll be finishing up all of the uh, podcast articles on basketball on the rest of the season. will be posted there and uh, baseball is getting underway. We got some articles coming out there too. Um, and one last thing, Luke, right after we were talking about Kamenga, he just hit a crazy circus shot and one. He is, I he believe is, it, man. That guy's really nuts. <laughs> 
Oh, man, you can find me on Twitter at Luke Giardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Follow the Maze and Brew uh, page as well at Maze and Brew on Twitter. Subscribe, rate, and leave a review wherever you get your podcast. So that'll wrap it up for Brewcast here this week. Another great episode and kicking off the best stretch run in sports. Enjoy it while it's here. For my partner, Scotty White, I'm Luke Giardi, and we'll see you next week on Brewcast.